the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast, explaining the news coming out of the complex worlds of finance, economics, and politics, and the impact it will have on everyday Americans. Author, investment banker, consumer advocate, analyst, and trader, Chris Markowski. Okay, uh, good morning from the uh, the great white north. That's not that white anymore, but it's bloody cold. Holy shnikes, I'm, I'm looking at the... Uh, the temperatures we're going to get hit with over the course of this week. Ouch. Even at this coming weekend, but uh, praise God, I'm getting out of here this weekend. I'm going to be down in Florida for the weekend. But uh, anyway, anyway, uh, let's get into it. Um, again, quite a few, uh, see, I told you some moments here on the program. Um, for years, I've been highly critical of colleges and universities and how they operate and the BS that they push on everyone. And, you know, called it years ago. I said that they're not, they're not, well, they're basically hedge funds is what a college and university is. They're hedge funds that, um, they're hedge funds that have nonprofit status. And guess what? They, I guess they, they feel they can operate outside of antitrust laws. Wall Street Journal reported on this uh, yesterday, 16 major U.S. universities, including Yale, Georgetown, Northwestern, Harvard, Cornell, being sued for alleged antitrust violations because of the way they work together to determine financial aid awards for students. Now, they, they named 16, but there's a hell of a lot more. There is a hell of a lot more. If you don't think, if you don't think that they can Google you, they can. If you don't think that they can figure out how much money, how much money your family makes, they can. They can. My wife was was on my case, and she was like, "Yeah, you need to fill out the um the the, the, the what are the FASA form for uh, you know student." I'm like, "I'm not f- giving them any information." Are you kidding me? For all I know, they may double the price for crying out loud. Anyway, according to a lawsuit filed in uh, Illinois federal court, um, basically you get students here that attended uh, some of these universities. Um, Basically, schools are allowed, believe it or not, schools are allowed under federal law to collaborate on their formulas for financial aid, but only if they don't consider applicants' financial need in admissions decisions. They basically, they engaged in price fixing by limiting aid uh, using basically a shared methodology. In essence, the, the suit says that these schools do weigh candidates' ability to pay and therefore shouldn't be eligible for the antitrust exemption. Of course they do. Of course they do. I, 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 we went over this Here on the program, there was a a great article that we covered in regards to the admissions that was behind the scenes, what took place in college admissions, and how some of the college universities say, listen, we need people here that can pay their bills, too. And they were very matter-of-fact about that. College admissions practices are being challenged more broadly, and pillars of the decades-old admissions systems are crumbling. Um... Again, there, we got the, the two affirmative action cases that's involving Harvard and UNC Chapel Hill. Amherst, um, 
again, you, you couldn't pay me a great sum of money to send my kids to some of these left-wing schools, and Amherst is one of them. That's one of the best liberal arts schools in the country. No. Sorry. Sorry. You know, I, I, I don't believe in feeding my kids poison. Just, you know, it is what it is. You know, again, if it was fair and balanced to some degree, okay, fine. But it's not. Was it, was it a week or so ago here on the program? We went over that, uh, that piece in The Guardian by an Amherst economics professor that was just off the charts dumb. Anyway, um, and well, Amherst said that they're not, no longer looking at the whole legacy factor. Um, in addition to Yale, Georgetown, and Northwestern, other named defendants in the suit are Brown, California Institute of Technology, University of Chicago, Columbia University, Cornell University, Dartmouth, Duke, Emory, MIT, Notre Dame, University of Pennsylvania, Rice, and Vanderbilt. Lawyers say more than 170,000 former undergraduate students who received partial financial aid at those schools going back up to 18 years could be eligible to join the suit as plaintiffs. Interesting. Um, yeah, you're going to get some you know, attorneys here. They're going to make a great deal of money on this, and I'm sure, sure the college kids will get a check for like $100 or so. But um, again, these things, there's a lawsuit. You should know this stuff by now. You really should. I, I mean, am I going to have to go over the whole college and university thing again and explaining that it's a tool? It is a tool to take you somewhere. You're there. You're, you're there to learn certain skills so you can succeed in life. It, it's, not, it's not four years of finding yourself anymore, people. It's just too damn expensive. Those days are over. They're over. Yeah, and again, you, know, you got you to understand, it's, it's not... So much the school, it's what you major in. It's what you decide to study. And to go to some of these super expensive schools, and again, I get it, okay? I get it if mom and dad can afford to cut the check and pay. And mom and dad are willing to pay for you to get a degree in gender studies from an $80,000 a year plus school. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But, but, but it's not something that you go out and you borrow money for. I mean, you just do the cost benefit analysis behind that. It doesn't make any sense. How hard is it? I try to get this through the thick skulls of many parents out there. You need to do a cost-benefit analysis when it comes to your children and where they're going. And again, for the people that can afford to pay the entire freight, fine. But for your ego as a parent to allow your kid to go six figures plus in debt so you can put a sticker on the back of their car saying your kid went to Columbia, shame on you. But my kid, they really love the school. Okay, what are they majoring in? Film. Really? Really? Uh, Let's see how that works out. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. And again, on the weekend radio show, I'll 
I'll definitely be delving into that. Um, it, this is, I, I, I'm trying to get my arms around this and I continue to ask questions. And it's amazing to me that uh, we, we don't have a single journalist out there that can ask Ted Cruz or some of these other Russia hawks out there. Uh, the simple question is, uh, what business is it of ours? That's a simple question. Yeah, you ever see the, hear those, it's got some new search engine. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Some duck, duck, go search engine. They're running those ads. They're, they're kind of funny. They're like, you know, oh, so you're searching for some mattress in the middle of the night. None of our business. And they just, you know, go into this thing saying, hey, we don't track any of your information. Um, again, they've been building this pipeline. They spent over $10 billion. It's been being built for years, for years. Obviously, the German people want this gas pipeline from Russia to Germany. They want to get this thing up and going. Yet yeah, we, we're here. We've been very much against this. And I get the fact that we were against it from the get-go, saying, hey, listen, strategically, this doesn't make any sense. We're here to defend. NATO is here to defend against... Russia, correct, or the former, sorry, again, Russia, the former Soviet Union, which no longer exists. But anyway, and you're going to basically make yourself almost completely reliant upon that country for energy. That's functionally, I mean, it just, it's idiotic. It's just moronic. It really is. But hey, hey, if you choose to do that, this would have been my response. You know, that's fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Then you really don't need us anymore. If you're saying that this is great for you, then you really don't need our freaking base in Germany anymore. It's really not necessary. We can really move that somewhere else. While we're at it, what the hell damn purpose do we need of NATO? Any chance? I mean, again, we're going to let all these little tiny, tiny little uh, European countries become a member as well? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, we're going to go to... We're going to go to war against Russia if they decide to move against Montenegro. Give me a break. But right now, you've got some deal being struck. Again, Ted Cruz has been stepping in it as far as I'm concerned. He's not the only one. Not the only Republican out there. Republican or Hawks. Again, I understand he's from Texas. And I'm sure they want to sell more, more energy to, to Europe. But, but last time I checked, I mean, I thought we were supposed to be a capitalist nation. We're supposed to do business, right? And you're supposed to compete. And if Russia is presenting a better deal to Germany than we are, the hell business is it of ours? It doesn't concern us. We should shut the blank up. Just as much as what all right, the United States, we're getting involved here in, in Europe and the Ukraine. Did, did you guys ever, any of you people in D.C., ever, ever look to the founders at all and what they believed in and the warnings that they gave us that you choose to ignore again and again and again? It's none of our business. It's a European problem. It's a European, we got a freaking ocean between us and Europe. Let them handle it. 
But no, you know, you got various different, as I say, connects certain people here in this country because Ukraine, you know, a lot of money to be made there. It's a lot of money to be made in, in these corrupt countries. Just to make a fortune. So, so Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz is going to end his blockade on 30, 32 judicial nominees. If uh, Chuck Schumer agrees to hold a vote by January 14th on his Nord Stream 2 bill, which would impose pipeline sanctions within 15 days, and a presidential move to lift or waive them would be suspect, uh, subject to a congressional vote. Hey, Ted. Why is this our business? And if Ted comes, oh, it's, oh, it's national security. Uh, we're going to tell the German people how the hell, where they're going to get their energy from. Listen, they were dumb enough to shut down their nuclear power plants. What are we going to do? It's not our country. It's none of our damn business. It should be national, you know, it should be foreign policy here in the United States. Got to come to grips. It's none of our business again i get it we had obama was against the pipeline trump was against the pipe i i I understand for certain reasons but guess what they made a decision and last time i checked last time i checked they were sovereign nation they were sovereign nation so she we should quite frankly shut the blank up anyway Ah, top political concern for Americans. What do you think it is? Oh, if you guessed inflation, you'd be spot on. Um, Yeah, inflation. uh, You know, not to mention, I think people are also going to the grocery store and they're seeing empty shelves. And that's something that we here in America are not accustomed to. Okay. Yeah, we might be accustomed to empty, uh, empty toilet paper shelves when people go cray cray you know during the beginning of a pandemic or you know certain other areas of the country when a hurricane is coming but more often than not we never have any problem going to the store and picking up eggs or bread or chicken we do now now yesterday i talked about the uh, third world ofization is that a word no it's not Third world, world of, world is, I, I don't know. doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, that's the direction we're heading in. Hey, you think empty shelves are part of that? <laughs> yeah. And, and again, oh, just wait. Yeah, you're taking a look at this cold snap? Taking a look at this cold snap. I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's so cold here. I, I don't know, maybe Al Gore came to town or something like that. Because you ever notice... I, well, again, this is, I'm dating myself. Back in the earlier stages of Al Gore's world tour, global warming world tour, wherever he showed up, it would be freezing cold. I remember the weather was so cold and bad in New York for one appearance he was supposed to make, they had to cancel it for crying out loud. But anyway, yeah, um, propane, natural gas, heating oil, electricity at the pump, the grocery store. Actual things that we need to live on, uh, stuff we need to survive on, uh, skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. And yes, Americans are none too happy about it. Another, another big kick 
at Democrats is, you know, these schools being shut down. The um, Chicago Teachers Union obviously came to the conclusion that uh, they were probably the most hated organization in Chicago. They turned themselves into it because of the school shutdowns. All of a sudden did an about face and they're going to return to work tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's called politics. And they're going to say, well, they're, they're making changes and thresholds in regards to the amount of people that are sick and when we're going to shut down schools. Bullshit. Bullshit. Sorry. They came to the realization that they are becoming one of the most hated organizations going. Teachers unions. I, you know, listen, my dad was a school teacher, um, but I, yeah, I can't stand the teachers unions. Can't. Uh, this whole pandemic thing, uh, you see these t- making their little heart shapes with their hands, with their triple masks on. Stay safe and stay home. And blah, blah. Shut the blank up. And again, th- th- this is why you need as a parent to take a um, take responsibility in your kid's education. Uh, you better make sure that you know what's going on in school and you better teach your kids properly. Relying upon the state to do it, not necessarily the greatest thing going. Let's just leave it at that. Anyway, um, business front here. The Securities and Exchange Commission is pushing for greater transparency from private companies. Um, I'm going to go out and I'm going to say, um, this is stupid. I'm being honest. What's the matter? They should be transparent. They're a private company. They're a private company. If they, they don't want to tell anybody, it's none of anybody else's business for crying out loud. Well, these big companies, they're raising all sorts of money and their investors need to know. Well, you know, their investors do not have to invest. Uh, let, me, let me get this straight. Nobody's holding a gun to somebody and telling them to put money in as a venture capitalist in a start-up investment, you can ask those questions. And if they choose not to give you any answers, guess what? You don't have to put your freaking money in. That's just what the SEC needs to be doing, biting off more that they can't chew. They go on in, in this article. It's a huge, again, see, I told you so moment. The reason we're in this position right now, and it's a, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a shitty position for average investors is because of stupid regulations because of idiotic moronic uh, uh, regulations going back to the bush administration with sarbanes oxley moving on moving on to dodd frank What it's done is it's created this environment that we have now where companies do not go public until much, much later on. Much, much, much later on. And and IPOs end up becoming dumping grounds for the initial investors in those companies as they ladder these things up over time. But again, again, you don't have to buy into those IPOs. No one's holding a gun to your head. And if you take a look at the performance of IPOs in 2021, they're in the freaking toilet. They're in the toilet. 
The valuations have been raised through the roof, okay, and then they've come down. Because the reality is, again, it's America. Some companies are going to make it. Some are not going to make it. There's a risk involved. There's risk involved. And the the idea out there that you're going to be able to make this better, you're just going to make matters worse. It's called buyer freaking beware. Now, again, you want to go after people that are lying, that are not putting out a truthful information, that are manipulating. I mean, I can go on and on and on. There's plenty of things that the SEC could be working on. I deal with scams and fraud all the time. But if, if someone's got, you know, some company out there, some company out there, and they're telling you it's the greatest thing going, it's a, oh, we can do this and we can do that, blah, 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 blah. And this is what our numbers, this is what our projections are. And you start asking them certain questions and they're not willing to answer those questions. You could go tell them to go take a long walk off a short pier. You don't have to invest in those things. You know, when, when it comes to when it comes to speculate speculation, you know, new companies, IPOs. For example, if I can again, I used to be able to do this. Um, I'm, we can't any longer. Uh, we used to be get we used to be able to get you know pieces of IPOs from various different firms, and we could put them into our accounts. And wait, we're no longer. We're no longer welcome to do that because when the price went through the roof on day one, we'd sell. And the underwriters would get all pissed off. Oh, you know, you're supposed to hold on to this. Why? Why? Wait, 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 wait a second. Wait, so the owners of the company took the company public at $20 a share. That's $30 a share um, in the, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon. It's up 50%. You mean to tell me I shouldn't take a 50% gain over the course of a day? Is, is, is that what you're telling me? No, because, again, they want to hold on because the, the modus operandi is you got to keep the price elevated and you can drive the price even higher so the insiders in the company can get out of that company. Again, we talk about musical chairs. It's a perverse game of musical chairs. Who's going to be left standing? Who's going to hold on to this thing late? Who's going to end up losing? Who is going to be the greater fool? So again, you know, we developed a reputation as, you know, don't give, don't give the Markowskis any IPL because they're just going to sell. I, I don't care. So be it. So be it. And, and again, our, our process when it comes to new companies and new industries and whatnot is to be very, very cautious. There's always a, there's always a shakeup. There's always a shakeup. There's always, eventually there's going to be a winner in a certain industry or a couple of winners within a certain industry. And I could point to you, you would look at search engines and who ended up coming out on top and all the ones that went by the wayside. And again, you could have, you could have made some money in Yahoo, but you got to understand, you know, all right, this company is, the fundamentals are not the same. They're going to get crushed. You get out. Yeah, during the the retail, the retail internet boom in the 1990s, and I've given this example before. You've got all these uh, all these companies, this new wild wild west uh, dot coms, and selling stuff online. And there was uh, pets dot com with the sock pup, 
And there was CD Now that sold CDs online. And then there was this company called Amazon that sold books. That's it. Books. I remember the conversation at the time is what Amazon was going to do to Barnes and Noble. Not the entire retail landscape. Who was going to win? I, I don't know. A- A- Amazon, you go get their initial prospectus. In their initial prospectus, do you think that they were talking about Amazon Prime and delivering groceries to everyone's door and selling everything under the sun? No. No. But they developed into that. So in the infancy stages of many of these companies, even though we got some IPO back then and sold it right away, we waited. Who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna come out on top here? Okay, who's going to come out on top? And, and again, you know, it, let, let's kind of let try to put this out there. If, if there's a, like a, a, if you could gamble on a horse race, if you could gamble on a horse race and you could, you could place your bet, not at the beginning of the race, but after the race has started, let's say halfway through or whatever it may be, a quarter of the way through the race, so you get a better picture of who's doing well and who's going to win. Again, there's, there's even no guarantees there. But again, you, lo- you lose a lot of risk that's involved. It's not an all or nothing type of a situation, which you might get from the beginning. It, all things being equal, all horses being, you know, the, the same industry, whatever it may be. Halfway through the race, you get, you know, a few that are surefire winners. Okay, you want to invest in those. Now, obviously, because you didn't invest from the beginning, you're not going to make as much. But you're also, you know, if things don't work out, you're not going to lose everything as well. It's just, it's basically dealing with risk. So the the SEC wants to get involved in disclosure. I I don't even know how that's legal. What jurisdiction does the Securities and Exchange Commission have over private businesses? Now, I I know they're saying, well, we're not going to go after small to mid-sized businesses, only large private companies. What business is it of yours? Do you know how many venture capitalists come? And again, it's not not at, not at the ground floor, not at the infancy stages. Okay, it's not. They, they know who they're dealing with. They know, why they, oh, you know, later on down the line, you, you've got to give me more information or I'm just not going to even think about putting any of my clients in this. And then they start talking in circles. And then I say, I've got other things to do. I got a kids lacrosse game to go to. Click. Move on. Move on. And then I don't think about it again. I don't think about it again. Why? Because uh, there's no FOMO here. Don't fear of missing out. Anyway, um, I saw this story. And again, this is another one of these. This, is, this was off CNBC. And I get the, they get these, no, CNBC, yeah, CNBC piece. And uh, it's basically a, a PSA, or no, not a PSA, but an advocacy piece for just universal income. And I have a story here. When, when, when the, and again, anecdotal, when the COVID-19 pandemic took hold in March of 2020, Steffi Bonin and her husband, co-owners of a Denver restaurant, worried they would face financial disaster. The crisis prompted them to close Duo Restaurant, which serves farm-to-table 
contemporary American cuisine. And they they talk about how they got the Paycheck Protection Program and uh, somehow the staff got benefits through COVID, whatnot. But basically, they started a change.org position, petition, excuse me, calling for $2,000 per month in aid to every American during the pandemic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They, they now, they've got 3 million people that have signed on to that. Three million people that have signed on to that. And again, this COVID thing is, quite frankly, it's, it's going away. But no, 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 they're pushing for it. They're pushing for it. They say, you know what, they, people need to have it. People need to have it. You know, child tax credit. They want people to have all of this money. They say, what did they say here? They want p- people who may have to quit their jobs if their children return to virtual learning. Well, you know what the problem is? Um, eliminate virtual learning. That, that's a hell of a lot cheaper and better than cutting everybody checks. Grandparents living on fixed incomes well, who provide their grandchildren and people who need the boost to be able to rent apartments. Really? Really? Oh, I, we're supposed to give people money who want to rent an apartment? Uh, here's a news flash. Uh, I'm a landlord and you don't have the money to rent an apartment or the incoming in to rent an apartment. I'm not going to rent you an apartment. And, and since when is it my freaking responsibility to help somebody rent an apartment? And again, of course, woe is me. For many, those issues show no signs of letting up. Shut up. Shut up. You could be an abjunct, you could be a moron of monumental proportions, and you can get yourself a job today. There are help-wanted signs everywhere. The couple recently shut down for a week around Christmas after half of their kitchen staff contracted COVID-19. They lost $30,000 in income for the week, but they, they still paid 9000 toward their payroll due to paid leave. Oh, I said, if they're forced to shut down again, the loss in income will put more financial strain on their business. Their staff has run through all of their sick leave. Uh-huh. And again, this, this is a funny thing in the column. Hey, the, the journalist writes this thing. How about I ask a question? This couple, they're not even there. They run the restaurant virtually from Brattleboro, Vermont. They're also grappling with additional COVID uncertainties as parents to two daughters ages 9 and 14. Hey, schmucks. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, running a virtual restaurant, I, that's not something you might want to engage in. Okay? This is why I, I, I don't invest in restaurants because I don't have the time when somebody's out sick or somebody doesn't show up for work. I, I don't have the time to go in and wash dishes and work the line, which I could do. Those uncertainties and twists and turns the pandemic over the last two years kept, kept the, the petition resonating. I think that's what three million people are saying, which is we just need certainty. Certainty? Since when is anything in life certain? Since when is anything guaranteed? Since when? When is it my freaking responsibility to take care of you? 
We need to have something we can plan on month after month. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Okay? You, you people are, have lost your freaking mind. You've lost your mind. How is it my response? I'm pouring no silver spoon in my mouth. I, I live paycheck to paycheck. I had a scramble, I had a scrub, I had to find a way. What, 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 I mean, what's wrong with all you people? Why are you entitled to someone else's money to make your way through life, huh? And again, I get it. I have no problem with safety nets when bad stuff really happens. Come together. Let's help these people out. But you people want to make this a way of life. You want certainty in your life? You want, you want a check every month? Sorry, but screw you. Okay? You're a loser. And I look at you, people are life's losers, okay? Life's losers, looking for a handout, looking for a giveaway, looking for somebody to take care of you. I, is that not Catholic Christian of me? No. No, I, I totally disagree with that. So, and again, this is one of the, I love when they bring, do I honestly think, do I honestly think that, um, you know, do I believe that, that God wants us to just give money away for people and not, not yet people, certain people that are in need. I get that. Help the hopeless, not the clueless. Three million people. And, and I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. No matter where you go, any of their countries, there's jobs. Everywhere. We got a 3.9% unemployment rate here in this country. There are more jobs open than are people looking for jobs. Anyway, um, holy shnikes. Holy shnikes, look at the time. I'm surprised I didn't even do any COVID stuff today. Anyway, have a great day, everybody. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. Watchdog on WallStreet.com. We'll see you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.